The morning after Jimmy Dean Keen technically confesses his involvement in murder to the woman he'd really like to take on a date, Caroline Aber Guidry, he's wrecked. R-E-K-T wrecked, done, destroyed, hung over, to the point of still being a little bit drunk, but also now sober enough to feel terrible physically and emotionally and understand that he had made an unwise decision. He creeps down the stairs in his house thinking, well, at least I can fucking walk. And he discovers Caroline is in the exact place Cole had found and left her the night previous, sleeping on the sofa. She's covered with a light blanket, appears comfortable. She doesn't wake up when he walks in. His original plan had been to go to the kitchen, start some coffee, maybe put some breakfast food together. But now that he's reached the bottom of the stairs, his physical feelings are such that he thinks maybe he needs to stop and sit down. So he aims himself for the sofa. When he gets there, he pulls the ottoman closer, sits down next to Caroline, puts his feet up, immediately starts feeling a little bit better. When he looks over at her, She's lightly waking up. She'd been curled on her side, facing away from him. She turns her head to look at him. They meet eyes. He's still not in 100% pristine condition, but he smiles at her. She smiles back, almost reflexively, still bringing the rest of her brain along to consciousness. He's watching her. He thinks it's adorable, watching her sleeping, and now watching her wake up. Good morning. Yeah, good morning. Are you having a good morning? It's improving slightly, and I got high hopes for the rest of the day following a similar trajectory. But, I mean, my ambitions are not necessarily that high. <laughs> Judging by the state you were in last night, I think that's fair. <sighs> I'm sorry you had to see that. It's alright, Jimmy. I've seen a lot worse before. <laughs> okay, yeah. I mean, same here, obviously, but I try and I never try not to. I'd rather be the change I want to see in the world, you know. Not, I don't want to be the vomit that you see on the sidewalk. <laughs> Cole Bowden has also joined them from upstairs. Some days, you're the change you want to see in the world. Other days, you're the vomit that no one wants to see on the sidewalk. The duality of man. He is feeling just fine, and he does head into the kitchen. Caroline is still looking at Jimmy with her usual fondness, but mild concern. How are you feeling like your feelings? 
because you're allowed them, whatever they are. But last night we talked about some kind of heavy stuff, and I just wanted to check in on you. Uh, well, to be honest, I don't really remember any of it, so I'm doing all right. Might even be doing better than you. This has only served to make her look at him more sympathetically. So you don't remember at all? Jimmy's starting to think that he should. And since it's not coming to him organically, he thinks maybe he should try. But nothing much is coming to mind. The options of what it might be are in his mental card catalog somewhere, and he's aware that they're, um, (sighs) he pinches the bridge of his nose, gets a little serious again for a minute. Okay, um, so it wasn't any kind of weird sex shit, was it? Oh, no, Jimmy, no. Okay. The expression of great concern has crept back onto her face. Jimmy needs to figure out how to save this. Cole has walked back into the room, so Jimmy decides to use his presence as a parachute. Great. Because the whole world doesn't need to know. And all my friends don't need to hear about all the weird shit that I get into. You know how I like to get dressed up in latex and spanked and shit. He looks at Cole, who, as he himself had said before, is not a great actor. The actor that I picture him as does a fine job, but the character does not. He looks really confused. Has no idea what's going on or what Jimmy's talking about. What? Yeah, you know, all my dungeon master activities. You have dungeon master activities? Cole is unaware that he's being lightly requested to join in some light humor. You never told me about... (laughs) Caroline has figured out that this was all a weird Jimmy joke before Cole has. Jimmy's glad at least she's amused. Yeah, my gimp suit has been in the wash, so... (laughs) I've just been making do. It stopped fitting me so great after I got out of prison anyway since... We started getting a little soft. Cole is recognizing. Jimmy's just been spitballing, talking shit. Well, that shouldn't matter. It's latex. (laughs) Yeah, suffice to say, I was just making all that up. Mm. Good to know, I guess. I just came in here to ask if you wanted two eggs or three. Oh, um, how about we start with two and see what happens? Okay. 
Caroline. Oh, you don't gotta cook me eggs? How many? Okay, maybe two. Alright. I'm not a culinary genius, like Jimmy. But I think I can make them over easy. That's incredible. Thank you so much. I don't care what they look like. They go into the same place. <laughs> Cole points at her with his index finger. That's easy enough. I appreciate it very much. He goes back to the kitchen, pleased to remove himself from the discussion of Jimmy's gimp suit. And speaking of, meanwhile, Jimmy had been sitting there having a mental image of himself as a younger man in an adult boutique type of establishment. He has a pair of handcuffs on his own wrists, trying to pull his hands apart, and nope, they're held pretty fast. A woman in the absolute classic dominatrix attire is watching him test these things out. She does not appear amused at this behavior. Young Jimmy's really pleased with these handcuffs. Great. Works a trick. I'll take him, but you're gonna have to help me get out of them. Sorry. You wouldn't be the first... And you won't be the last. I'll take that ball gag thing, too. He looks over at it, where it's sitting on a counter. It's shaped like a dick. In the present time, he resurfaces, all embarrassed. Fortunately for him, and probably both of them, Caroline hadn't gone along on this little mental journey with him. She's just smiling at him. She thinks whatever queasy type of expression might be on his face is probably because he's just so hungover. This all works in his favor. He smiles back at her a little ruefully. One of the hazards of hanging out with a guy who's been in prison is that sometimes real weird shit comes up in casual conversation. Uh, sometimes it's like the worst, the worst shit you ever heard in your life. Caroline thinks about this a minute. You could say about the same for cops, criminal lawyers, doctors too, probably. You know what? Now that you pointed that out, Jimmy has a mental image of a picture that lives at his family's house with his dad and stepmom in Iberia Parish. It's a formal portrait of Big Jim in his NOPD uniform. He was maybe around Jimmy's age. It's kind of hard to tell. Style and grooming choices of that era tended to age people. Big Jim always looked a little bit older than he really was because of his lifestyle, too. But the important part of the whole image to Jimmy is the look on the guy's face. Jimmy has a certain look of arrogance that he can put on. When it was displayed on the TV show Blackbird, I personally referred to it as Jimmy's defiant shitlord face. And Jim can do that a thousand times harder. 
arrogant to the point of dangerous. You would not want this guy to pull you over, even for a traffic violation, whether you did it or not. Jimmy impulsively says what he was thinking. <sighs> Sometimes the line between guys in prison and some cops kind of thin. Then he immediately thinks of C.O. Carter's face, also with a very dangerous expression on it. And probably not as a coincidence, nausea hits him, right in the center of his stomach. He doesn't throw up, but his face definitely blanches a bit. Caroline notices... But again, she just assumes that it's because he's so completely wrecked. He tells her, Hey, <laughs> as long as it didn't fuck up your whole day. Now, Caroline smiles at him reassuringly. Then she thinks about it a little bit, trying to phrase her next statement. I gotta say... I don't know. Maybe it sounds funny, but hearing about most crimes, I feel sad it happened. And I feel sad for the people involved and the people that had to witness it as it was happening or, you know, after. Because that ain't great. But apart from all that, it don't fuck up my whole day. I mean, I watch episodes of Dateline about some real unsettling stuff before. It ain't a great time, but... It's still real different than actually living it. Yeah, you got a real strong mind about you. That's good. You got emotional control, and... Yeah. You know, you're the type of person could be a criminal investigator or something. Those are the skills they need. He pictures her sitting opposite a desk from him, and she's wearing what I think of as serious business lady pants suit. Maybe it's lightly pinstriped. It's very tailored. She's got on a blouse that's buttoned all the way up to the collar. But it's a woman's blouse, so it's cut that he can still see a bit of her collarbone. Maybe she's wearing a dainty little gold chain that's partially visible as well. And pinned to her lapel is photo ID badge. In his little vision, he can't read what it says her name is, but he can definitely read FBI and see the shield of the bureau. In this mental image, her expression while she's looking at him is not the warm, open, friendly, compassionate one he sees on her in real life. This is a lot more skeptical, maybe a little bit haughty, removed from him emotionally, and sizing him up, monitoring his reaction, just sitting there and then to whatever she will go on to say. But Jimmy doesn't daydream about them having a conversation, him and Agent Gidry, or whomever this person is in his mind. 
Because he interrupts it by blurting out, you know, if you'd been the agent attached to my case, and I was supposed to pretend you were my girlfriend, then I think I could have absolutely done it. In real life, Caroline's eyes widen a little bit, and she's just staring at him. What? What, you don't... I mean, you had to pretend an FBI agent was your girlfriend? That's protocol? Something's crystallizing for Jimmy that he'd perhaps been mulling over for a while, but hearing her say it... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, since you mentioned it, I do have to say... I think a lot of the ways they handled my case from start to finish were, um, yeah, probably a bit outside protocol, but... Cole Bowden has rejoined them by coming to the door of the living room, and now he's interested in this, too. Could you please explain that to us? Because... Which part? The part about an... FBI agent posing as your girlfriend, or... I mean, it was only posing, right? Uh, well, yeah, okay, so, uh... Jimmy lightly scratches his hairline. Where do I begin? Um, okay, so there was this agent, one of my handlers, or whatever, and she was really pretty beautiful woman, but not really my type. I mean, because of her personality. Like, she fucking hated my guts, dude. Uh, and so, there's kind of no amount of prettiness in the world that can get you over that. Like, you know, I don't want to fuck somebody that hates me. It's just a waste of both our time. So, anyway. She wanted me to pretend like I was her girlfriend when she came to visit me to, you know, to do the debriefing or whatever so that people wouldn't ask questions. Oh, who's this hottie coming to see you, James? And she wanted us, she wanted me to play grab ass with her and the whole nine, and I just, I never would. Because I, I couldn't. I couldn't, man. Like, the thought of it, honestly, I guess I could intellectualize it. Like, yeah, alright, that makes sense and everything, but I, I just really, it, it just pissed me off. And I couldn't get in the mood to fake it. I'm not great at stuff like that, at faking it. She was mad about that, but she was always mad at me anyway for some shit. So it was the point where the other guys actually noticed. She would come in to the visiting room and say, Yeah, James, how are you doing? Are you getting by in here? And it was so obvious that one time somebody even said something to me. Like, damn, is that the bitch that put you in here in the first place? Because as much as you don't seem to like her, it seems like she really hates you. <sighs> well, I mean, even guys who didn't like me, they didn't like her even more because they figured she was the one who put me away. <sighs> Jimmy looks a little satisfied about that. And hey, well, you know, I couldn't exactly say, no, she's the FBI agent who's monitoring me because I'm in here trying to fucking rat on some other dude. 
So, I just didn't really say anything. I said something like, yeah, well, you saw what you saw. <laughs> Both Cole and Caroline look aghast. The entirety of the FBI, and they couldn't come up with something better than that? <laughs> oh, well, Jimmy puts a hand on his stomach. That laugh shook something loose inside of him, but he puts it back together. Yeah, I was figuring out that, uh... <laughs> Despite the level of authority that they possess, uh, they're maybe not the most intelligent and creative group of people. I mean, FBI does not stand for Federal Bureau of Intelligence, let me tell you that. <laughs> Caroline is laughing incredulously. Professor Bowden still looks a bit unsettled, although he too is pulled into the Jimmy humor. Wow, yes. Um, and not to change the subject, but I arrived here to tell you guys that breakfast is ready, however. He puts a hand out, palm up. It didn't go exactly as planned, and it's a bit more of a frittata. <sighs> Anything but a frittata, Bowden. <sighs> I'm just kidding. I know. Yeah, like I said, it's all going to the same place. <laughs> yeah, I'm certain it's going to be delicious. Jimmy's very pleased that now they have something else to talk about. And, true to his optimistic declaration, the frittata is delicious. 